Hello and welcome back. You are so glorious and it's time for the Glorious You Podcast. I am Bahia. My name means beautiful. And at some point, I'll share with you the origin of that name. Although I will share with you at this point that it was gifted to me by our Mother, Father, God. So this is an invitation we're extending. It's just an invitation, welcoming you into this circle, welcoming you into this time. This time that we have together, we're calling it the glorious you. I loved that, where you are so glorious, glorious, glorious to me. talk about the difference between an agreement that we make maybe karmically right because of past life agreements like connecting with certain people and then let's talk about the divine agreement that we made with our most high with our mother father god which is why we're here they're they're both why we're here Sometimes people make agreements karmically. And you know what? Interesting, people will think karma is a bad thing, right? Once again, we talked about labeling things, what's bad or what's good. But sometimes there's work that people agree to do together in tandem with each other. And so then they agree to come back at a certain time in order to do this work. There's, sort of, there's a divinity in that too. But when we speak of our divine agreements, it's an agreement that we made before our human existence. It's an agreement that we made for the betterment of the earth, right? So let me give you an example of one that most people are familiar with, that someone who made this agreement, which was the Christ. And so his agreement, whatever your ancestry has taught you about the suffering and dying and whatever, I'll leave that to your interpretation. But his his spiritual agreement, his divine agreement was to come back to lift the consciousness of the people who were still benefiting from that today, right? That was what the agreement was. The manner in which he left was not the agreement. The agreement was to bring life, the message of life and abundance. And he said it more than one time. This that I did, don't marvel at this. You can even do more. You can say to that mountain, be ye moved into the sea, and it will happen like that because that is your power-filled self. That is your divinity, that is your inheritance, that is who you are, know who you are. And this too, you can do an even greater. So it was lifting the gospel itself means the good news, right? It's the good news, it's not the suffering, it's not the crucifixion. I mean, we see that others who brought the good news left in ways that are maybe, let's say, less than desirable, Dr. King, 
right? Malcolm, right? Gandhi, right? But don't, if we could stop focusing on that and focus on what they brought us, how glorious would that be, right? So, like the Christ, like Dr. King, like Malcolm, like Gandhi, and so many others, Muhammad, there was an agreement before we came to say, you know what? I see what's going on. I'll go, right? You and I have talked about Samuel and his like his response, you know, send me. I'll go. I'm ready. And so we all made those agreements before we came. Now, let's back up and let's revisit the Christ for a second. When we get here as humans, just like our pre-human life, we have a choice, right? So we can get here and say, you know what? My bad. You know, I made that agreement with you, but I'm kind of feeling something different. I'm good, right? I'm going to stay over here. I'm going to take the blue pill and go back into the matrix rather than to evolve outside. That's fine. No harm, no foul. Because guess what? You're an infinite being. So you get to choose, and you get to choose, and you get to choose. And did I mention you get to choose? Okay, so, but for those of us, so with the Christ, when he came and he agreed to keep his agreement, what happened? His cousin, John the Baptist, baptized him, and when he came up, the dove sat on his shoulder, ascended on him, descended on him, and we heard the voice say, this is my son of whom I, I approve. I'm so proud. I approve. The same thing happens to us. When we say, okay, I'm going to keep the agreement. I'm going to do my work. There is a sense of fulfillment that we can't even describe like this. You know, I sit all day talking with clients, and I hope that there's a message that's delivered, right? But there's something different about this work that you and I are doing that just fills me with the very glory of God because it's my agreement. And so the, therefore the mother-father is saying, this is my child. This is my child of which I approve. And so then the information just comes pouring in because I've opened the portal for the agreement to be fulfilled. Make sense? Absolutely. I call it, you're in the sweet spot. What I hear you saying is that when I'm in my sweet spot, which for me, it's like the work that I do, that I'm actually honoring an agreement that I made. And so just to hear that, hear it put that way, it makes me want to be more operating in the agreement and less outside of it. And that explains why people who, they don't really like their job. Yes, they hate what they're doing. Stop doing it, <laughs> right? Because 
It's true, you are in, I love that idea of the sweet spot. Yes, you're in your oneness. It's when you're allowing spirit to operate through and as you. It's, and so for you, it's vocal. And for some, it's dance. And for some, it's, it's writing. And for some, it is performance of a different type. But it's for this reason, I have a client and she loves to say this and I always smile because I love to hear it. She says, for a time such as this, right? So our agreement is very specific. So it is the talent, the skill that you speak of, but it's also time sensitive. We agreed at this time because of the condition of the world. And so the world, you know, it's like what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Yes, that's true. And so we agreed to bring our form of love. It's like, let me love on you. Let me sing this song that will just move you to a different place in space. Let me love on you, right? Because what has been missing, what we believe to be the truth, may not be the truth. And so therefore, let me infuse you with love so you recognize who you are. And so all of us agreed at this time to come. Someone needed to come and we said, I'll go, right? Just like the Christ, which is why he's our elder brother. And he tried so hard to allow that to be the mentality. I'm just coming to show you, I'm just an exemplar. Right? Because once again, you can do even greater. So the agreement is yes, the talent, the scale, and then the agreement is time sensitive. I had an opportunity to speak with a young client of mine, young brother, and he was lamenting about the choices people make and some of the things they say about him being gay or men who are gay and he was like you know I hear Miss B people say it was my choice who would choose this who would who would want to come and be treated like this and be cast out and be treated as less than and I say you did you chose it because people needed you, you beautiful black man, you representation of education and intellect and stature and interest. They needed to see that all of that could also be gay so that they would have other avenues of expressing and saying, oh, here's another way to adopt and accept love. I said, so you did. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for agreeing to that because your agreement then leaves a space for me. Full figured, short hair, aging, you say, oh my God, so we can accept him, we can accept her. And then my space leaves a space for someone else and on and on and on. And this is how we cover and regain our realness, our true self. 
So we're all holding the door open, but the message is all the same. It's all love. Because what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Absolutely. So you told the young man that he did that, which is exactly what the person who was speaking to me said. What happens when we ignore that agreement? So two things you brought up. So one that the, the individual was sharing with you where you made that choice. That was an agreement that you made. Then, so there's two things. When we make an agreement and it appears to be, because remember there's a difference between illusion and real, right? And so it appears to be maybe not quite what we wanted. Sometimes we make the agreements with other people. Sometimes we grow apart, right? So the agreement or what appears to be something that is uncomfortable suffering. or challenging or suffering is just an illumination to remind you of your glorious self. It's like the prodigal son. What did he say when he found himself, using your word, suffering, right? Because of choices he made and moving out of his agreement of greatness, right? Because he was the son of a very prominent individual. He said, I want to say this first. We should know this about the prodigal son that many people don't know. Or maybe they do. We should know that he was, he was Jewish. And so the relationship between Jew, people of that belief and swine is very definitive. Right? We all know. No, that's an X, that's a no. Right? They're considered unclean animals. So he found himself not only feeding the swine, which is a no, right? But this is what my research has said. He was eating what the swine cast away. Oof. Okay, so we're at the bottom of the bottoms, right? But what was, so in his suffering, what was his remembrance back into his true self? He says, my father's servant lived better than this. I will return to my father and ask him if I could be a servant. I don't even want my old position back. I'll just go be a servant, right? So what our suffering causes is our remembrance of who we are. If we're in agreements with people, or if we're in connections with people that are helping us to remember then it's like, oh my God, thank you. Okay. 
so when we have a hell no moment. Right. That's the remembrance. I remember my husband, I told him, thank you so much. You have just reminded me of who I am. Thank you. And so he helped me to remember my divine agreement not to diminish, not to hide my light, not to shrink myself, but to explode everywhere. That's incredible. That is incredible. So as we move into that place and space of seeing things as they are, not as the illusion that people have taught us, that we move into a place and space of recognizing, oh my God, there's just so much for me to do here. There's a place for me that was created just for me. There is no one, I'm gonna tell you, Tree, and those of you listening, in your divine space, in your true self, in your true place, no one else can feel that because see, it was carved for you. And so no one else can do this. Only you can fulfill it because that was your agreement. And when you said, I go, I'll go, then that place was carved for you on earth for you to fit and to bring that love. So your question was though, what if we decide, no thanks, that's a choice. And you're not going to be forced because there's no boogeyman that we have labeled as God. And so, but there will always be something. Just yes. always be something that will tap you on the shoulder and tell you your slip is hanging. Right? There will always be something that feels like it was not fulfilled. I say to my clients and to myself, one of the worst things that I can think that can happen to a person is that they die with their music still in them. So what do we do with the information? Because the information is just information. You know, there's a cliche that knowledge is power. I disagree. Applied knowledge is power. If you know that crossing the street against the red light, best knowledge. But if you do it anyway, that's not applied knowledge. And so if you get hit by a car, that's not power. Applied knowledge is recognizing the light is red and then say, ha, huh, the light is red. I shall wait until it's green. Right. <laughs> that's applied knowledge. That's power. So what do we do with this knowledge in order to make it applied knowledge? If it is true for us that there is a divinity within us already, if it is true for us that we know that there's something out there that keeps calling us by our first, middle, and last name, as your mother used to do when you were in trouble, right? If we know that, then 
what about giving that a chance? What does it look like? So most people that I share this information with, they'll be like, yeah, but I got to work. I got to pay off these student loans. I got to do this. And I agree. I'm not telling anyone to quit their job because y'all can't come move in with me. Okay. But what I'm saying is that I guarantee you that there is some part in time in your life in a 24-hour or a seven-day week or a 365-day year that you can commit to operating and recognizing that divine purpose and giving it life because it needs you to give it life. So if you're working in a traditional job, in a corporate situation, how many minutes on the weekend or after work or whatever, because it will empower you, it will not tire you, could you spend just scripting out? Because we know that scripting, writing, spelling is creating it in life, right? Scripting out what your divine purpose is what your divine agreement is that's the first step write it down because now you've written another type of agreement right and so then you know what write it down and sign your name because now this is a real agreement and then I went to I think I shared with you before tree I went years ago to this uh, workshop called the millionaire consciousness and the presenter said, the millionaire consciousness always says yes. And so say yes to it every day. I've written this out, read it over. I'm saying yes to this. And then put it into the universe and then see what happens. And then every, whenever you decide, day, week, month, look at it and see what you can add to it. And then see if anyone is has developed a template for it. Or maybe you are the template. So how could you develop an outline for that? And then could you move it from an outline to putting flesh on it? Could you turn it into sort of a business plan between you and your divine self? Could you do that? How glorious would that be? What would that look like? And then before you know it, it's a full-fledged living thing. I asked you before, and so I'm going to ask our listeners, and you can participate if you like, when does an apple orchard become an apple orchard? When does an apple orchard become an apple orchard? Well, you have to plant the seed first and foremost. <laughs> And that's what a lot of people say when the seed is planted. I'd like for you to challenge that thought. When an apple orchard becomes an apple orchard is when the farmer has the idea. Ooh. I remember years ago reading a biography about Walt Disney, who I'm sure we can agree, brought his definition of love. Thank you, Walt to the earth, yes? Anaheim, I'm from California. Anaheim was this desert, nobody wanted to live out there. You probably could have bought property for three cents and got two cents back. But he took a ladder 
in this desert flat land and stood on the ladder, climbed, stood on the ladder, and with the group he was with, he says, over there will be fantasy land. And over there will be the, the beautiful tomorrow land. And here will be adventure land. And here's where the castle will be, Sleeping Beauty's castle. And I'm sure people were looking at him like, mm -hmm. when he comes down, we're going to see if we can get some meds for him. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll be okay, right? But did it not come to be? And did it not come to be not only in Los Angeles and Anaheim, but did it not come to be worldwide? So he had the thought and he created this empire. What does Disneyland call? Happiest place on earth. Right? Joy, love, happiness. That's what we all came to bring, but our own seasoned way of doing it. That's our divine agreement. How does one honor their divine agreement, but maybe they're not in alignment, like maybe with their partner? Some of us like to overshare. We need some ways to, once we just have decided, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, stop tapping me on my shoulder. I'm gonna honor my agreement. What are some things we can take away from this experience today to help us? Because everyone isn't living alone or, you know, they have a lot of other things right. that they deal with around Children, them, but they really want partners. to start yeah. honoring their agreement. Yeah. And I think the most important thing is what we uh, touched on beginning. Write it down. Know what it is. You know what it is because it's what keeps moving in you, right? Um, I was saying to a group the other day, I was like, nobody in this group is supposed to be working for anyone else. And then I repeated it later and they were like, you told us that? And I'm like, hello? So... How do we honor our agreement with the other commitments that we have? Because there's so many, even if you are living with yourself, there's still a commitment of staying inside, <laughs> right? There's still certain things that you have to do. So first of all, writing it, as I said, scripting it, spelling it, making it real for you. In the same millionaire consciousness, I love this. He said, in building the strongest, the largest corporation that there is, you start with four things. You can do it a day or a week or a month. So this is going to be your pace because this is your agreement. Identifying four things you can do whatever time period you allow. So if it's a week, what can I do to start moving this from the thought to the apple orchard. What can I do? What are the four things that I can do? And then just write them out. It does not have to be, oh, I need to go purchase land. Oh, I need to build this. It could simply be, what is the name of this going to be? Let me write a mission statement for it. That's two. Let me create my logo right? 
let me find someone wonderful like Tree to let the world know that I'm alive, right? And so that's four things. And you keep adding four, and you keep adding four, and you keep adding four. What you're doing is filling it, and you're raising the vibration so that it becomes a living thing. I, um, I wear contacts, and I was um, my prescription recently changed. And I'm traveling in a few days, and so I wanted the new prescription of contacts to take with me. So I called 1-800-CONTACTS. I don't get a feedback, but they're wonderful in case it was listening. And I told the woman what I needed. Everything was seamless. She said, ship the old ones back. We're shipping you the new ones, and you'll receive them on Monday. I actually received them Sunday. And I told her, I said, you are absolutely wonderful. Thank you. And she said to me, I love what I do. I said, you can tell. She loves what she, she does. And remember, I told you the divine agreement is just to spread love. And that's exactly what she did. Another example, I think I mentioned I'm from Los Angeles. So before in another life, in this incarnation, <laughs> I worked with attorneys for many years. And there was a gentleman, so I noticed that, and usually the attorneys I work with were called silk stocking. So that's like the top of the line. You know, these are like the guys making the decisions, right? And so I noticed walking to work one day, that there was this herd of attorneys and they were all walking with these shopping bags. And I'm like, well, this is strange. They're carrying things on their own. You know, what's no offense to attorneys. Um, and what's going on? What well, turned out, there was a young man that shined shoes, I promise you, I've never seen a pair of shoes that looked like what he restored. It was amazing. So much so, one of the law firms I worked at was on the 52nd floor. They gave him an associate office on the day that he came in to shine shoes where he could do his craft. It was incredible. The shoes look better than brand new. And so later, I started taking my shoes to him, and it was just miraculous. I actually gave him as a gift to other people that I knew. It's like, look, I'm going to pay him. Make yourself available on his time. He was in his divine agreement. Because when you put on a pair of shoes that he had recreated, you felt like you could walk on, not even on the earth, you were walking on air. That was his divine agreement. So you're right, it doesn't have to be, well, I'm a star, I have a star on Hollywood Boulevard. That's not it, don't get twisted. It is truly, doing what you love, and then that overflow of love overflows on everyone else.
Reverend Michael is my mentor that I mentioned, and he used to say, you know what, if it resonates, yeah, let it, take it, use the skill, use it, empower, you know, power to the people, right? But if it doesn't, rather than throw the baby out with the bath, just put it on the shelf. And then see if there's a place for it to fit at another time. Because if it does, it just broadens you, it broadens your horizon, it makes you richer and just more aware of your greatness because you all are so incredibly glorious and phenomenal in radiant lights of the Most High God. It's true. It's absolutely the truth. Thank you for listening to the Glorious You Podcast.